2: Anything
0: goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably
2: the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain.
0: Here is your host, Kathy.
2: Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed my show yet on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict and non. that's at Strict and non. that is me on Instagram or Twitter. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. Everybody makes up fake names. Everyone emails me, I'm assuming, from an anonymous email. If you want to be on the show, I'm always looking for callers. You could go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on Be On The Show, or you could email me at strict... An strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. If you have a confession that you want to get off your back while remaining anonymous, you could call my confessions hotline. That number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. Those confessions are aired on my Patreon. They I change the voices there as well. If you want to talk to me on the DL cuz you need like some anonymous advice or you just want to talk about your secret life, but you don't want it to air, I offer that there. I charge for that. It's 45 minutes. It's a hundred dollars. There's a link in the description for that as well. So today I have on Mark. Now, Mark is one of those, you know, open relationship gone wrong stories. He was married, had a kid, and he had like a rough patch, a little rough patch with his wife. And, um, What they decided to do during the rough patch was open up their relationship. Now, Mark had some uh, bisexual tendencies that were always repressed. So they opened up the relationship to only hook up with members of the same sex. So Mark was able to hook up with guys. She was able to hook up with women. Mark really wanted to play together as a group and do groupy things with her. But in the beginning, she didn't seem to be totally into that. So they did start meeting people separately. He did have an experience with a trans man. That was one of the first experiences he had right out of the gate. And he did break some rules during that experience and when he told her she didn't react well but instead of stopping they continued and uh, he continued to see guys he had sex with all kinds of neighbors <laughs> he was living out all his fantasies and doing stuff that he wanted to do he eventually met a trans woman that's who he's currently with now uh, that's a whole other story that we get to towards the end but during this whole process, she eventually transitions from seeing women to seeing men. And we all know what winds up happening because I did tell you this is a cautionary tale or a, you know, open relationship got wrong. She wound up falling in love with one of the guys that she met. And she is currently still with that guy and the whole thing ended their marriage. It wasn't a happy ending. It was a difficult one. He didn't really approve of the guy that she wound up with, especially because he did find out some information about him and we get very into that as well, the stuff that he found out about him, why he was disapproving, how she reacted. They are both currently with the people that they were with at the end of that marriage her girl his girl his ex-wife is with that guy he is with the trans woman that he had met towards the end when things went up in smoke and it's interesting because he comes from a religious family and they like love his girl that he's with now but they have no idea that she's trans cuz she's that passable and he is at the place where he's going to have to tell his family and he wants to but Really, what we and we talk about that at the end, but really, what we talk about is the whole opening up of the marriage and what happened every step of the way all of his hookups, all of her hookups that led to their demise, and how he felt and what really happened. I mean, like I said, it wasn't a happy ending, and it wasn't that long ago. Um, but he seems to be coming out of the uh, bad part and he's a, more accepting of everything. And it's a real interesting story. You will learn a lot about what not to do <laughs> when you open up your relationship. But anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Mark.
1: This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast.
2: Hi, Mark. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today?
3: Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me on.
2: No, thanks for coming on. You sound like you have a long, crazy story <laughs> that involves a lot aye, of aye, crazy aye. stuff. yeah, yeah. But it's good. <laughs> I mean, the short story. I'm gonna, I'm gonna summarize it. Then you're gonna start from the beginning. But basically, you have your. It's kind of like starts off with a swingers. Not swingers, but like open marriage gone wrong story. You're Mm -hmm. married for a long time. You guys decide to open it up. It goes south. You're going to talk about how it did. You uh, Mm -hmm. definitely have a thing for guys. You've dated men. You've hooked up with them. You then started a trans. You have experience with trans men, trans women. What's really interesting about the story, too, is where you wind up is you are now dating a trans woman who you're... Family loves and we have to mention Mm -hmm. that you do come from an Orthodox Jewish family, which is very hardcore, right? And they love your girl But they have no idea she's trans and you guys also have an (laughs) open poly non monogamous situation So tell me everything Where does it start? Let's start with your marriage, right? So you're married to this woman. You guys are monogamous and why mm-hmm. and when did you guys or, like, how did you open up your relationship? Let's start when you, like, open that up.
3: Sure. So I would say things really kicked off maybe, like, a year and a half, almost two years ago. And we were married for about seven years, mm-hmm. together for 12.
2: Oh, a long time. Uh, okay. And, yep.
3: Yeah. And things we we were kind of had some issues in the relationship and things were somewhat hot and cold, but, you know, life events was were kind of always keeping us together, right? Like getting married, like getting a house, the kids, school, all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, but you then, get so invested, it's harder to untangle yourself from the situation. Totally. <laughs>
3: yeah. Totally. And then when our kid was turning, basically turned six, we found ourselves kind of like alone with each other again, right? And because our kid was like a little bit more independent and then it's like we're getting a little bit older. Like I'm forty now, so I'm like in my late thirties and just kind of ev- evaluating life a little bit. And mm-hmm. like, you know, she was she's younger than me, but I think she was kind of doing the same. And so one day I said, look, I've always been I guess bisexual and but I've always kind of like repressed that. And while my family is Orthodox, they're not super conservative. Okay. Mm-hmm. But still, I'm from like a sort of like an Orthodox neighborhood in New York, and whatever. It's not that easy to like be like a bisexual guy. Right? Yeah. Uh, where I'm from, and so I definitely like repressed that. And I said, I just I'm I'm gonna be 40 soon. I can't take it anymore what would you think if we tried this ethical non-monogamy thing? And that's like all of our friends are talking about it. We're in New York City. It's like every other person is (laughs) non-monogamous.
2: Yeah, it's like the cool to be open, right? Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so we, everybody's is reading, like we're reading the books, ethical slut is like the Bible of it all. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I got like really into it. I was like, Oh, like, here's the book. Like here's what's they say in the book. Like you have to really prepare, right? Uh-huh. Like you basically have to like talk like crazy and try to anticipate every situation and so that you're not like surprised or like whatever, like reacting to things mm-hmm. when you open the relationship. And I felt like I did sort of a lot of research and got really into it. And she was kind of like, eh, she was kind of like not as enthusiastic about it in the beginning as I was. And in fact, when I brought it up, she was kind of like, she was a little bit shocked, but knew that I had had some, uh, uh like, minor experiences with guys in the past, but, like, few and far between.
2: Okay, so it wasn't a total surprise. It
3: wasn't a total surprise, but I would say that the fact that I'm bi was not a total surprise, but the non-monogamy was a bigger shock, I think. Yeah. And, um, basically, she was, like, kind of freaked out by it, and I just kind of, like, let it sit. And then I came home two days later, and she was like, "Guess what?" I'm like, "What?" She's like, "I made us a Tinder account." <laughs> oh wow! Like, it
2: didn't take her oh, long wow. to flip. I don't know.
3: <laughs> right, I know. She, she's kind of like that. Like it's like once she got, once she like gets used to the idea, she like runs after it, and she's right. sort of like that in life. Like can be very enthusiastic when she's into something.
2: Right, right, right. And she's so, either like all in or all out.
3: Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, she was like. So I was like, oh, that's funny. And so basically, uh, we went. Uh, we made a field account and a Tinder account. Okay. And field, as you probably know, is more for like groups and sort of like whatever, non-monogamous situations. Mm-hmm. And Tinder is for more traditional uh, and sometimes non-monogamous Hook-ups. connections, right? Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: <clears throat> and so I was on, uh, on field, I was like at first, like really into trying to get like group things going. Uh, but she was never super into that. And I'll sort of, I guess, I, I guess that sort of comes into play a little bit later in the story. But uh, uh, so I get on field and. I start to get messages, and the f- first person I met up with was actually a trans guy.
2: But wait, can I ask and... you a quick question? Because you go on to these... Yeah. Like, I mean, two days goes by, and you guys are... And she wasn't into it at first, so I'm assuming you didn't really talk it out. Two days goes by, already the profiles are are up and going. I mean, what kind of conversation did you have regarding, like, the setup? I mean, was it that you guys could only play together? Was it, like, all everything goes...
3: Yeah, yeah. that's but sorry, but I, I glossed over that. That's really important. Yeah. So we said uh, she, she was very she was a little bit freaked out, and in the beginning we said let's we're only allowed to date people of the same gender. So I can only date guys. She can only date girls, uh, and oh. or trans men and women, or kind of like gender queer people, I guess. Uh huh. Um, so that's how we started, and that felt like a good boundary because, like, I guess the other rule was it's only about sex, no falling in love, no relationships, no, like, emotional for sure uh, uh, entanglements or something. Mm
2: -hmm. And you were allowed Um, to play separate. I mean, that was a thing. More so you were going to play separate than together.
3: Yeah. So so I really wanted to do stuff together. Yeah. Like, as a couple, we did a little bit of that. But, I don't know, from the beginning, she really... Preferred to meet people separately. Um, it was just—I don't know. I almost felt like I was like—I almost got the feeling that I was like cramping her style.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, there's like already two red flags in the story as far <laughs> coming from her. One is that she wasn't into it off the bat, you know? and the second is she didn't want you there. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs>
3: Right, you really you tell it straight. I <laughs> um,
2: Sorry, go on. And
3: and so she. Uh, oh, so 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 the first person. So I was like talking to a few people. Uh, this was on field. Eventually, I started talking to like a trans guy who uh-huh. was like our age, uh, had a kid the same age. He was married. Um, he was kind of relatively new into like his transition like probably less than two years, right? Uh
1: Uh-huh.
3: And so I met up with him, and that was my first kind of out-in-public date ever with a guy.
2: Are you digging this hot story? Well, if you are, I know where you could get a ton more hot stories, and that is on the Dipsy Stories app. Dipsy is an app full of short, sexy, hot Audio stories, no matter what you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy has something for you. Whether you're into straight stories or queer stories, threesomes or more some stories, you're going to find it on Dipsy. There are literally hundreds of stories to choose from, and they release new content every week. So there's always something new to explore. They also have wellness sessions and written stories as well as my favorite feature, which is the jump to the action button. So if you want to get right to it because you're super horny or you just don't have that much time, you could just press a button and it's going to take you right to the part where the action starts. So what are you waiting for? Go sign up for Dipsy. And for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free Trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash strictly anon. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A com slash strictly anon. com slash strictly anon. Or just go to the description and just click on the link to get 30 days of free hot stories.
3: And that was like, it's funny, it's like, I look back in it now, and it's like, yeah, whatever. I'm like used to it, all the like crazy shit I've done. But that was like, I still sort of see that as like a big special romantic day. Like we like went to a restaurant, and like we like went on like a hike, and we were like making out in the woods on the hike, and like people would like walk by, and I sort of we would sort of like laugh, and then like start again. It was just very. Uh, I, I sort of felt. Like I got to sort of live authentically a little bit for the first time.
2: Yeah, interesting. Um, but I, now I, I'm just counting out the red flags. Red flag number three. <laughs> you used the word romantic. It wasn't That wasn't supposed to be a part of it. <laughs>
3: red,
1: two
2: for your girl, one so, for you. I'm keeping track. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. go on.
3: Uh, and, and you know what? That was a big issue in the beginning. So, okay, so this is what happened. So we went on that date. Yeah. I was not expecting that. I wasn't expecting that there would be like any sort of romance or connection like that. Really yeah. Wasn't. yeah. Like, like I thought I was really looking for like more like transactional sex. Basically. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because they were a trans guy and like not to be, I don't know I don't know if this is a like, controversial to say, but like not to like maybe more like emotionally intelligent or something than a cis guy. And I was surprised by that. I told my wife at the time about it and she was like very threatened. And I remember uh, one time, I think on my second date with him, we were both... Parents, date! We red both flag are- number
2: three. It's called you. It's not a fucking date. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. I mean, four. Red
3: flag yeah. four, go on. <laughs> I always, when I say date, I, I, I don't know, I sort of use that interchangeably romance, but uh-huh. whatever. My My second date with him, we um what do we do oh it's really hard to schedule right because we're busy we're both parents We both have kids it's just impossible to schedule but finally we found some time to get together and we ended up uh going to this like a public park basically and this is like in upstate new york where it's in kind of like a working class area like it's probably not the safest place to go have like gay sex in public. <laughs> oh
2: my goodness, that's what <laughs> and... you did? <laughs> Out? Ow- it was it
3: daytime? Oh my god! No, it was nighttime. It was okay. nighttime. It was like it was like nine, ten p.m. Yeah. Okay. And it was like pretty like secluded, like almost like a like I almost want to say it's like a, it's like one of these like former industrial towns. And it was like I'm like coming from like being somebody like married, not only married but monogamous, not yeah.
1: only
3: and like kind of like a sexually dead, very vanilla situation. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, whoa, this is insane. And we end up like basically fucking in this park. And we come back, we, you know, go home. And at that time, the rule with my, my wife at the time was that we share the details with each other. And that's sort of part of it, part of this kind of excitement. Yeah. And so I told her about it and she just like. Flipped out. I think one of the rules at the time was that we're supposed to like check with the other like before we fuck someone else, and I hadn't done that, and she just like she just like had a very very strong reaction and was like pretty upset. Yeah. But then a couple days later, I feel like I don't know if it was like in reaction to what I did. I don't know. She seemed to have like a renewed kind of interest in it, like a few days later, and like her own dating. And she started (laughs) to get really into it. And so, and I don't know if it's like, was she trying to get back at me? Was she actually into it? I don't know. Yeah. But her thing was just the rule for her was just dating girls. Right. So she was like talking to a few girls and she's like, I don't know how to put this. She's very attractive. (laughs) Like I would say most people i'm I'm, i think i do okay but i would say most people probably think she's out of my league (laughs) and so when she uh went on when she put her profile up it was like i was getting like a couple hits here and there her phone was like catching on fire in her pocket because it was just (laughs) like insane yeah like it was ridiculous and so and this was just with girls like before she even Mm -hmm. well let me let me not skip ahead so she's on there. She, like, has a couple dates with girls. And it's okay, but, like, she's, I, I can just tell, like, she's just not into it in the same way that I am.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And sometimes I I would joke. I'm like, are you sure you're not straight? Like, are you a closet heterosexual?
2: <laughs> and, <laughs> That's so like, New York. Like...
3: Yeah. Um, so, so she's kind of, like, taking it slow. Meanwhile, I'm meeting guys and like going crazy so i have a like i'm clean and sober now and whatever but you know, i have like a addict, addictive
2: personality yeah. i guess yeah of course and
3: I, I i i don't like to think that i'm a sex addict but maybe the problem um, with being and, an
2: at like sober means you're an addict and being sober and ad, and being an addict are two separate things just because you're sober doesn't mean you're not an addict right as a some as a sober person Right. That's me. I am still mm-hmm. an addict. Anything that I fucking like, I want more of, whether it's a song, whether it's a bag of chips, whether it's a person, a sex totally. toy, you know, anything good. You just want it in excess. That's why you can't fucking drink.
3: Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. 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 I, I, listen, if I'm real with myself, like, I mean, I've done I do some compulsive shit, but no doubt.
2: Yeah. So, so anyway.
3: So I would get, so I was kind of going crazy. Like I was meeting a lot of people.
2: So you have, um, but like, wait, let me just ask you, so that like, did that trans guy s- stick around and then you were still seeing cisgender men? I mean, because that was in the, that was okay, right? I mean, you were just seeing guys yeah. and, and trans people because eventually you do meet a trans woman. I know that.
3: That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I was. So he w- he was around for a while, but he ended up, he like bought a van and like his whole family and like just like decided to live on the road. So he left after a while.
2: Okay.
3: And I, uh, I, yes, I was dating a bunch of, or or going out to meet like cis guys. So eventually I, I graduated from field to grinder and on grinder, uh, there's a, How do I put this? There's like a surprising or maybe not surprising, depending on your perspective, amount of like quote unquote straight guys on Grindr (laughs) or by guys.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
3: And it's like, it's all like blank profiles and like everybody's like, including myself, like I was one of those kind of like creepy anonymous sort of blank profiles that anybody that's familiar with Grindr will identify with. Yeah. (laughs) And so.
2: That's code for I'm married or doing this on the DL is what you're saying? Totally. Okay. Yeah, and you yeah. can
3: just tell. There's just so many. Like, especially like outside of the city, it's just like it's like a joke. There's like two photos, and then there's like twenty just blank profiles, and then like and then your phone just starts. People, they're, they're like, "So, what's good?"
1: Right. So, right. Right. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's like very. It's, it's funny, and so I um, started to meet up with guys and do like some transactional stuff. I had this one. What, I hooked up with a couple of neighbors. I hooked up with, like, three neighbors. Uh, it, it, I have a house in upstate New York. And it's, like, kind of a small uh, town, I guess. And so, it's like, you always see, like, the same people on Grinder. And basically, like, I went through the whole list of, like, people around my age that, like, I might be into. So, it was, like, one guy was, like, this kind of daddy type. And he was – he came over – and at first I was like a little bit unsure about uh, giving out my address and letting like random guys come over, but I sort of quickly kind of got used to that. So <laughs> am I, I assuming that you're like,
2: traveling up there by yourself or is your wife around? I mean, she she's not there right when you're bringing them home.
3: No, no, no. Okay. So.
2: Um,
3: yeah. Sometimes I'm up there by myself. Sometimes it's during the week. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and it got to a point where I was, I was so active and, meeting people that I wasn't I wasn't really telling her as much like the rule was I'm we're supposed to tell each other everything that we're doing yeah but pretty quickly I started it started to creep where I'm doing more stuff than I'm telling her
1: about well you
2: know? we just glossed over the and- fact that you shared details with her and she wasn't into it and she reacted badly so i think most couples would put a stop to things and wait until it was okay but you guys just kept forging ahead so i would think her reaction would then make you not tell her as much and now this is just a fucking snowball into uh you know explosion <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, all these no, things totally, are totally. all these things are just everything is wrong you know every step of the way it's like wrong I mean she flips out when she hears the details it's obvious she can't handle it and isn't okay with it you ramp up and now you're not even communicating anymore so it's just it's right. you know it's just unraveling and I'm only pointing this stuff out because it these kinds of stories do help people I have a lot of people on that do it successfully but like when it doesn't go right these are all things that I think people could learn from yeah
3: yeah no totally, totally. yeah, and it, for me- it feels good so just like I sort of want to just like get it out and it's almost part of like closing the chapter a little bit yeah
2: for sure um,
3: and so 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 I'm like so I'm get, I'm like pretty active on Grinder. I'm like talking to a lot of guys I'm banging sexting, your neighbors which was, like, <laughs> yeah I'm like sexting which I was never into like you start to learn what people are into like I'm learning the lingo like basically everybody that meets me wants me to top them I guess I just give off kind of like
1: Tom or
3: like or like daddy vibes, I guess, uh-huh. Which, you know, and then, and I wouldn't say like, if you asked me before I started this, like you're top or bottom, I'd be like, I don't know. I'm kind of, I could do both. I'm kind of like switchy, I guess they say, uh-huh. but everybody is like, choke me, top me. I'll Choking? Want is to that a big frick. thing with guys?
2: Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs>
3: oh my God. Every... Guys, girls, everybody wants me to choke them. I swear to God. I'm sorry.
2: I need to do a whole PSA on choking. I just think people are fucking crazy doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like, seriously, that is like you are, it's like playing Russian roulette. I don't know. I just think that that, it's just very dangerous. It's not worth it just to get fucking off. You could kill somebody. I had a girl on who was doing that during a gangbang and like the guy, she blacked out. Because she's with a stranger, oh he doesn't know her. He choked her out too much. She's in ecstasy. So basically, when you're horny, you're like drunk. You're not thinking properly. People die that way. It's just not worth it. I think it's crazy, but it is so. Anyway, I don't think it's, anyone should do choking during sex at all.
3: I, I, I I'm not talking about like the thing where oh you know, they get I don't know the guy from in excess where you like really yeah actually choke yourself. It's just like like it's just like grabbing the neck kind of. Applying pressure, but like the person is still breathing. You
2: know, okay, I don't know. stay away you. from it. I'm, like, fucking... I'm not like
3: choking the shit out of people.
2: I know, I know. Um, I'm just, it's just interesting that everyone likes to be <laughs> choked. I don't know. What the fuck is that I know. all it's about? Like, it's,
3: it's <laughs> like, I don't know. Whatever, I didn't really know what like a daddy was or daddy dom or but whatever one. people call it. Yeah. But it was like everybody is calling me that. And I was just like, all right, I guess I'll like work with what you got. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, so I started to kind of like lean into that, <clears throat> and when you're, I don't know, maybe you probably know this already, but like when you're a top, it's like there's a sea of bottoms out there.
2: Oh, really? There's more yeah. bottoms than tops? I didn't know that. I don't know this.
3: You didn't know that? Oh, no. my God. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just maybe because they're more rare. I, I I don't really know.
2: Yeah, but that's interesting
3: in my world there seems to be like there's everybody wants to get fucked
2: uh-huh
3: um so let's see so you're yeah, going so I, crazy I with
2: guys, guys is where you're at what's that i'm saying you're trying to figure out where you're at. you're at like at the point where you're like going crazy for guys you're just seeing a ton of dudes um,
3: kind of yeah yeah because also it's like just easy to fuck guys and there's a lot of them and it's very transactional and it's like I have a really busy schedule and you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it almost like it sounds sad. It sounds weird, but it's like it takes less effort. to like, fuck guys.
2: <laughs> wait, so t- quick question. Are most of those guys you were seeing married? <laughs>
3: um, that's an that interesting question. I talked to a lot of married guys, by guys, probably even positive guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I didn't hook up with that many of them, though. I really would have liked to because those are kind of my type. Like, uh, like, I sort of, I like guys that, like, look like me. Like <laughs> Or like I can identify
1: with. Okay. Kind of, yeah, yeah. it's weird. It's
3: like a lot of, like, I think in, in like, gay male culture, there's a lot of like, I don't know, like, masculine, feminine goes together or whatever. But not necessarily. I guess people are into all types of different stuff. But right. I sort of just, I just kind of like guys like me. <laughs> but, I didn't meet that many of them here and there. Okay. Um, there was like, I had this one neighbor who was like, he came over, he like stank of booze, probably like drove drunk to my house, which was kind of weird. And he like couldn't get it up, at all. he just wanted to like kind of pleasure me, I guess. Uh, oh, he had a, he had a, um, he had like a jock strap fetish where when he was on his way, he was like, Hey, uh, I hope you don't think this is weird, but I'm really into jock straps. And <laughs> I have this one jock strap that I haven't washed in like two years, but and I'm gonna wear it when we meet. And I was like, Okay. Uh, and like that's kind of my thing. I'm like, I'll try whatever. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm in this like exploratory phase. And and uh uh and he, he was like, Oh, and I don't want you don't shower. Like I really want your smells. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's that guy. I had another. I I met somebody uh, that was my neighbor who checked a lot of boxes. Like he was uh, easy to meet up with. He was cute. Like we had a lot in common. Uh, whatever. And we went out one time, but he got like extremely attached. Like almost like scary like stalker attached um to the point where he was like like we hooked up once and he was just like texting me like all day long it was like it was it was it was kind of scary and that was like that's probably the that's like that's probably the only like weird
2: but this whole Uh, weird uh situation but this whole time like it sounds now like i'm talking to a guy who's single and just like bye and having his first experiences with guys but you know we forget that you have a wife during through all of this right and is she are you guys still talking a little bit is she seeing people as well at this point are you sharing some things is she okay with it what's going on with your wife at this by this point
3: yeah yeah so so she, so she had, so the start of her thing is she's dating girls. It's not really going anywhere and it's like sort of very few and far between. So eventually I was like, look, we have like a sort of like a, whatever, like progressive view on gender and like who cares, like gen who cares about gender, whatever, yeah. like date whoever you want. And she, uh, starts, she starts dating guys. And when she started dating guys, she was like, went from like zero to a hundred, like, she was like so, like giddy and excited, and like oh, going on no. date like, <laughs> talking about it. It was like it was kind of it was like kind of crazy to watch. Like she was, yeah. she was like, and that was uh, so, so. But you know, in the very beginning of that, like the sort of guy phase, because she was excited, that was also like exciting to me, and like it sort of was a little bit of like a lightning bolt into our to sort of reignite our relationship because it almost feels like when you're first dating right like like because somebody else can and probably is like fucking your partner there's like a little bit of threat there so you like step up your game when you're together
2: oh that's an interesting perspective Uh uh-huh i got it and that so it revigorated things for a little bit that's interesting
3: totally Yeah. yeah yeah and even with even with us and like our own sex life like we had like a i don't know maybe two months where we were like really hot for each other. Like we would go meet up with people and then come back and have like, whatever, what do they call it? Like reclamation sex yeah. or whatever, like reunited sex. Mm-hmm. She would get, she was like, I could even physically, like she was getting like turned on in a way that like I never experienced before, like extra wet, like, flip, like it was just, it was kind of, that was like kind of cool and wild and stuff. And so at that, so during those like early days, uh, we actually did have one we had a, we did have a threesome with the trans guy who was like he I don't know like popped my cherry i guess you would say uh-huh. <laughs> and um we had a that was it was good it was like um well it, i would it was so-so like when we when we hung out one night and Uh, It was kind of, like, just low-key, but we started making out, and, like, the sort of beginning of the hookup was really hot. We had never done it before. Like, like we were just, we had good chemistry as, like, a group of people in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but probably, I don't know, an hour into it or so, like, we're all doing stuff to each other, like, he's wearing a strap like fucking her she's like going down on me like spit roasting and then like switch and he's fucking me and like it was just it was it was hot but it was i could tell that she was getting tired and kind of like checked out after a little while Uh and by the end of the night i could tell she was like just totally over it to the point where she kind of like politely like he was gonna stay over and she kind of like asked him to leave and we got into, like, a fight and, like, whatever. It was, it was, like, some drama and stuff. And that sort of, like, very... That was a bummer to me because I was, like, was and still am, like, very interested in doing, like, group stuff. Yeah. Um. So, uh, and kind of from there, like, she just started dating guys more independently. Uh, and basically, like, the second guy she met it was just, like, they had a lot of chemistry and basically they fell in love and that yeah and that was very very hard to deal with as you can imagine like we had a kid but i think part of it is like she fell in love with the guy and it was like right in front of me and it almost like i think from her perspective she would say like it happened by accident
2: I'm sure it did. Listen, you said the same thing about that trans guy. I mean, it was like you didn't go on that date to feel the romance or anything like that. It just it came up. That's the that's a scary thing. And the reason why I think the majority of people will never open up their relationship because they realize that if you do that, there is always that chance there can be, especially if you have a relationship that Two people aren't really on solid ground with each other. Therein lies the biggest Mm -hmm. problem. When I see couples on my show that have been together forever and they're just like each other's best friends and they know they're in it to the end and everything is fucking great. Opening up is a lot safer and that can be successful. But in your situation, it's more because you guys had already grown apart for so long this only pushed you further away. You did a lot of things when you hear this back as a third person. It's just so obvious. Like I said, that this was going to end badly, whether it was you or her going to eventually cop feelings because you were feeling ways too. you were getting addicted to guys like, and so into that. And, but you had a wife at home.
3: No, totally. Yeah. I know. In retrospect, like, of course this fucking happened.
2: Yes. It's always easier to see when you're outside of it than when you're in it. And I always believe that when you're in things, I could always understand and realize how it could happen because I am uh, I don't sort of listen to people with judgmental ears, but so many other people do. You know what I mean? They'll be like so judgy about people, like how could they do that? Like it was so obvious. But life happens and you wind up in situations and we've all been there, done that. And when you look back and you're like, How was I so dumb? But that's just that you were human beings. We are dumb, you know, or no one's perfect. Yeah, it's just the way that life goes.
3: Even now, like, like I think about it, I'm like, I don't know. This was like that. Open marriage was either the best or worst thing that ever happened to me. Right okay. now, it's like definitely it was the best because it, it like had to like kill a relationship that was dying. But going through it was extremely traumatic.
2: Yeah, well, going through the ending would have been traumatic either way. Like like you said, the reason mm-hmm. why you hadn't left it is because you just kept getting more entangled and involved. And, like, how do you get out of a marriage when you have kids and all that stuff with each other? It's really hard to do that. And so most people stay. So what happened was your open marriage did for you guys what neither one of you uh, could do, which is to fucking end it. It's like... Sabotage, yeah. but sometimes sabotage a lot. Most of the time, we're sabotage. We're not sabotaging things we like. We're sabotaging things that maybe we know on some level isn't going to work.
3: yeah no, totally, totally.
2: I mean, was your marriage going to work if you didn't do this? Uh,
3: it may have like, uh, it may have clicked on longer, but I mean, it was obviously, in retrospect, it was clearly dysfunctional.
1: Right. Like mm-hmm. we just yeah, like,
3: and so and like whatever, like from where I'm standing. I was very angry was Like she fell in love with somebody. How could she do this? There's only one rule. The only rule is don't fall in love. But of course that happened. And I was doing it too.
2: Right, exactly. How did you know, though? Like, how did that process happen? I mean, did she didn't come home one day and say, oh my God, I'm so into this guy. Like, how did you realize that she was falling for him?
3: Um, so that's funny. I'm glad you asked. So there, I had a sense that they were, just she went on the first date with him. She told me about it. Even after that first date, it was kind of like whatever. Like it, she wasn't, I, it wasn't obvious, I think, to her or myself that there was potential in, in the relationship. And then I started to notice that they were like texting a lot. And I'm not like going, not going through her phone or giving, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it just seems obvious. It's like every night she like starts to like go outside and like is like vaping or whatever outside and like talking, like spending more and more time. <laughs> kind oh
1: my God. Of, right, know, same
3: right. time, every night, I was like, this is weird. Bro. what's going on here?
1: Yeah. And so,
3: I can just tell that it's growing. I can tell that uh, we have a, we live in the city and then we have a place upstate, and it was like she has a she works in both places, right? So when she like we sort of got into a rhythm where uh, and our kid is in school in the city. So we got into a rhythm where she was going upstate for like this kind of like extended weekends, uh, like whatever, three or four days a week. And I started to notice that she would get like super giddy before going up there. And like, it was like <laughs> she was leaving to go oh, upstate no. like earlier and earlier every week. I was like, it's like Wednesday morning. I'm like, what the hell? Like you, the weekend doesn't start until Friday. And she's like going up a lot and like her senior her get into a better mood. And, but in the beginning she would tell me when she's hanging out with him, Yeah. but it was just obvious that they were hanging out together every weekend and like their, their connection was kind of growing and I was kind of like getting really upset by that in the background. Course, yeah. And, uh, what happened? And then, oh, so then one day I just was getting really angry and like felt like I wasn't getting a clear picture from her. And we, we, had some talk that we were, we had, we talked about possibly like shutting it down
1: mm-hmm.
3: the and going back to monogamy and like going to like therapy and whatever. And basically she was just like, no, I don't want to do that. And I had a sort of story that I told myself for the last couple of years that I did want to stop and try to salvage it. But if yeah. I am really honest about it now, I don't think I did either. Yeah. And, I, I think if I really, really did, I would have I would have pushed harder, uh-huh. tried harder, uh-huh. you know? And she, and then the, finally one day I went to her phone, which I'm not proud of, but I, when she was asleep. And it, there was like just endless text messages with the guy, like literally all day long. They're like texting and it's like about everything and not just like sex stuff. And
1: oh, it was gosh. just like
3: sort of like confirmation that like they're in love. And I confronted her with it and she just fucking lost her mind. How could you violate my privacy like this? You're so jealous. Like, this is crazy. This was your idea. It was just like a huge explosive confrontation. Yeah. And shortly thereafter, basically she was like, I I can't do this anymore. Like we need to get separated. And meanwhile, uh, in the sort of while this was happening uh, I had also started dating women and trans women and I had a like a few months before things like really like hit the fan with our marriage mm-hmm. I started dating this trans girl in Brooklyn who was like like it was meant we met on Grindr which I, I don't, there's like a lot of trans women on Grindr oh interesting um, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. uh, which is like somewhat controversial to like grinder people. Like sometimes like the like old school gay guys are like, this is our space and whatever.
2: Yeah. Funny. <laughs> anyway.
3: So, <laughs> so we met on Grinder, and we had like a very, it was supposed to just be like a hookup. In mm-hmm. fact, I remember like, like the first night, like she was like, again, she was like, Oh, choke me. Like she wanted she had me like, she was really, she's like a real sub. And so she would, she wanted me to like wear like these boots and like put a leash on her and like walk on her like in her apartment and stuff. Like, oh, I've heard it, was, it like, all. That's on and, news
2: to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, and that was that was on the first date. So wow, like, I wasn't. We yeah. it wasn't like I don't think either of us were going into this being like, oh, this could be something. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, it was like very much like a grinder hookup, mm-hmm. and but like sort of the same thing that I think probably happened with my ex-wife is happening with me and her, where just, it's like, what do you fucking expect? Like, all of the, she's single, first of all, so she has no uh, sort of boundary around having a sort of emotional connection or relationship grow with somebody, right? And so, of course, like, it it kind of grew from there uh, to a point where now she's like my current serious girlfriend, but we met when uh, I was married and she was sort of uh, with me like the whole time. So, like like watching the sort of like uh, marriage fall apart.
2: Question. Um, so when you're, when you find out that your girl, your wife is in love with that guy, had you already started to fall for the trans woman or did those feelings and dating her come after?
3: I was, definitely having feelings for her but i was trying to, Not to keep it there. at arm's length
2: yeah uh-huh. i was
3: trying mm-hmm. and i think you know what i think that that guys just naturally are better at doing that than girls which i mean it's kind of obvious to say but but it's a true. lot of yeah i think that and 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 if you like whatever like read the non-monogamy stuff with yeah. the texts and yeah. stuff they, that's like a big warning. It's like, it's, it's sort of naive to think that a woman can, I don't know if it's something about like the hormones or estrogen, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. It's naive to think that a woman can have like transactional sex in the way that a guy can. Right. And, um, uh, so back to your question, I was, I was definitely like, I felt it growing with her, but I was, really trying hard to keep it at arm's length, but it was, it was hard. And then once it was sort of finally clear that my wife was in love with somebody else, then I just like let it go and like really let the relationship grow. And it it was very intense. Like, I don't know, maybe because of the, I don't know. I hate to think there's like a rebound component, but you know, of course, it's like I'm coming out of like a very traumatic divorce. Yeah where I'm like watching my wife and I still love her. And like, like it wasn't like we were out of love. It's just like, we were not compatible. So I can truly have like a broken heart. And it almost was like, like my girlfriend was like really, really supportive during that time. Mm-hmm. Probably more. I probably, if I'm honest, put too much on her in terms of my relationship baggage, but I don't know. I I think it just kind of came with the territory of what I was going through.
2: Did she care? I mean, Um, she was there for you. She was into you. So, I mean, what does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. I don't think there's any rules. I mean, it's just a matter of, listen, if she ran for the hills because you did that, then it would have maybe been like, oh, you should, maybe you should have done that if you wanted to keep that one. But this, this person that you're with, she was okay with that. She wanted to be there for you. So, who cares if you dumped it all on her? (laughs) What else were you going to do with it? (laughs)
3: <laughs> right so go on um I'm sorry I'm just losing my train of thought um so let's see so
2: so you guys uh, you and your wife like get divorced. And now does she and you continue to see this trans woman now this is a, maybe a dumb question but I think some, some trans women and some trans men have transitioned physically and right and had uh, like a full transition some haven't I, I get the idea that the trans guy you were with didn't because you said that he was using a strap-on. But, like, the trans woman that you're with now, does she have a penis? Mm-hmm. Does she not? Like, what is that deal? She does. Yeah, she yeah. does? No, she's, okay.
3: She's, um, uh, let's see, I guess I would say, she. so she's been on hormones for, like, maybe three years. Uh-huh. She's gorgeous. Uh-huh. But she's 100% passable. Right. She has like perfect voice it's kind of crazy and she, but she's had no surgeries other than like um facial feminization surgery where they they basically like make your face look more feminine i guess uh-huh.
2: Interesting. which is uh-huh. a
3: big which is a big surgery but she hasn't had top surgery and she has not had bottom surgery and so so she has a dick and oh she recently had a orchiectomy you know what that is
2: The, the, like the thing in your neck, the Adam's apple thing taken away. I don't know. No, no, (laughs)
3: it's a, uh, it's a procedure where you, they remove your testicles.
2: Oh, interesting. Okay.
3: Yeah. So she's had, because obviously testicles produce testosterone. And so once you have them removed as like a trans woman, then you don't have to take it's also like somehow i become like a fucking endocrinologist. Yeah, it's interesting though. I take... like that stuff. Yeah, that's
2: interesting that's an interesting thing. So they do that so that they don't have all that testosterone pumping through their body exactly. so it's easier to become yeah. hormonally like a woman. Totally. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. And
3: and and and, and she mm. no longer has to be uh reliant or as reliant on testosterone blockers.
1: Yeah, 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 because right. She
3: takes she takes testosterone blockers and I guess estrogen enhancers or something.
2: Do you know it's- who Buck Angel is? No. He's just a very famous trans man. Uh, He's a big activist. Uh, He's huge, kind of. And uh, he was also like, he got into porn to make porn for people. And he's very interesting. I have him. I'm taping him on Monday. But I thought maybe you would know him. So wait, so she's so, okay, so let's get back to your trans uh, girl. So you start dating her. Now, does your wife currently like is your wife currently with the guy that she fell quote-unquote in love with is that who she's with now too yes oh, okay
3: yes. they live together okay and uh, yeah and and he yeah they live together he lives with my kid half time it's, it's pretty crazy
2: how do you feel about him like I don't know how long it's been. How long has it been since that whole everything went south and she went with him and you uh, were with your trans girl?
3: About, about a year. Like a year to like, let's say 16
2: months. Oh, wow. So now how do you feel about that guy?
3: Uh, I mean,
1: he's well, like a
2: thorn in your side, right? I mean, have you taken that thorn out yet? I mean, it's only been a year. <laughs> I, I think like, it takes uh, time to get past stuff like that.
3: Right, right. Yeah, no, yeah. How I feel is, not good. <laughs> yeah. So a bunch of crazy shit happened related to him, which is uh, basically very quickly after they met, they were spending a lot of time together, and not not, not just after they met, but um, but uh, after we were sort of officially decided that we were going to get separated. Yeah, yeah. She was like, "Look, I love him. I want him to spend more time at the house because we were nesting." Which so we had two spaces or whatever Mm -hmm. and we would we would rotate in and out so our kid was never displaced and we did that for like a year and that which side note is absolute torture for anybody going through that like or thinking about it it's horrible i would never do it again interesting and um it's like living with somebody who's never home and that you hate like it's just yeah so yeah um so she's like I would like, she was like, would you be okay if I start like bringing him around our kid more? And I was like, I don't know. Like, why don't we like treat this the same way you might treat like hiring a nanny or something, right? Like, just why don't you give me like his name and like, we'll do like a little background check and make sure he's not like a sex offender or whatever. She like goes ballistic, is so angry that like, I don't trust her, blah, blah, blah. It leads like all these fights. And, but basically, I stood my ground. I said, no, like I, I really would not like anybody developing a relationship or a potential spending overnights with my kid, who, who's a girl, by the way, without me knowing about them or at yeah, least meeting them. Of course. And so she arranges a, a, a meeting for me and him. Uh, so we meet. And just, I don't know, I was just very, uh, look, I have a, I'm an ex-junkie right like I, I'm like 12 years clean but I like had you were, like it pretty, was heroin yeah okay uh-huh. and I have like a I'm like not that judgmental with this yeah but this guy was like he's like nothing wrong with tattoos but he's like literally covered in tattoos like you can't see any skin like chain smoking super shifty like nervous like won't look me in the eyes like I was just getting like Bad vibes all around.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And I was trying to give him the benefit of that a little bit, but basically I left that meeting with him. I was like, I told her, I was like, look, like you've only known him like three months. You want to spend time with our daughter? Okay, but can we just wait another three months so that you will have known him six months before he gets introduced into like our daughter's life,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs>
3: She hates that again, tells me how judgmental I am. Like, he's just anxious, he's just nervous. Like, a sort of side note here is that when I met her, I was using for like the first year that we met, right? And she really helped me get clean, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like I don't know. Sometimes I think maybe like she enjoys a project. <laughs>
2: well, or and she so, just—I mean, sometimes it's not someone. It's not that someone enjoys it; it's that they're just wired in a way to attract the same kind of person. She might have something, so, you know, a story she's playing out. So, most likely, right. those things we do them over and over again. Everyone has a story. That's hers.
3: Absolutely, and, yeah. and, and you know what? Her dad was an alcoholic. He died. Well, there of you go. Yeah,
2: there you go. So she's it, saving it, her it, father. It, she's doing. It for exactly. her like she can't she couldn't save her father so she's doing that like I, i'm gonna bring up a funny thing but it's a it's really true like everyone's so crazy about pr- this ha- poor prince harry guy with megan and they're talking about how about like this yeah. was a little guy, kid whose mother died for all of these reasons and he probably felt very helpless that he couldn't protect his mother so why not pick a woman that he could protect and do all the th- all the things he's doing for her is what he wanted to do for his mother and probably that's very oh healing God. for him so why don't you leave him the fuck alone you know what I mean like it makes total sense yeah. in his life that he would pick a girl like that and do everything that he wished he, someone would have done for his mother so it's like this is what we do right. in life everybody does it I don't care if you're a prince or you're not or you're a fucking junkie we all you know live out the stories to fix what was done to us when we were children and that's the way life is supposed to go it's not wrong to do that it's actually very healing on some levels so that's my little thing i just don't mind saying it but you anyway, know that's go.
3: a that's it's funny it's like that 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 is a familiar perspective that i think about a lot except your twist on it that it's for healing in the end. I sort of never
2: really thought about that. Yeah, it is. It's it I can mean, be very healing. You're righting the wrongs and you're figuring it out. It's the only way out of things is through them. And sometimes someone has to do it 15 times. Someone has to do it once. But you're working your shit out. That's what we're here for as human beings. Sorry. When anyone right. that thinks that they're right. not is fucking lying to themselves or you're just stick. you're not right. ever going through things and you're never experiencing that and your life is perfect, then you're not really doing the work that we're all here for. So fuck off all you perfect people that are judgy (laughs) anyway
3: yeah no i mean this guy you know i mean the guy kind of it's funny the the guy honestly kind of looks like her dad like yeah smokes the same rolled cigarettes has like similar stature smells the same like it was kind of even when i met him and i only met him once for like an hour and i was like oh my god he looks just like her dad
2: Well, duh. a lot of ways. Yeah. I dated my father first my whole life. And then when I was finally got the guy that looked like my father and acted like he was like the top of the mountain, the perfect thing, and even looked like him. I I was so horny for him. And when I really realized like years later that he was like spitting image of my father when he was young, I was like going to throw up. But I was like, oh, when (laughs) I told that guy to fuck off and I was done with that, I had finally worked through my daddy issues. And then you know what I dated afterwards? All guys that were like my mother. And then when I finally was done mm. with that, I'm like, okay, maybe now I could be with someone that I'm not reliving my fucking past. So but so that's very common. People do that shit all the time. So he even looked right. like her father. Now, did you do the background yeah. check on him?
3: Yeah, so, so I met him. I was like, uh, I don't know. He's kind of shifty. Yeah. He had told me stories of, he, he said, like, nothing I remember really clearly, he was like, yeah, like, I used to have issues with drugs, but now I've been clean for five years except I smoke and drink, like smoke weed and drink. And that's yeah. like, you're clean, but you smoke weed and drink? Okay. Like, it's just not, it's just, I'm not like evangelical sober guy or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I have very, lot of tolerance, but it just was getting a bad vibe. But also, I'm like super biased and I'm trying not to, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt as much as I can, right? In some ways. And so I'm like, I asked her, I was like, just let me have his name. And like, let me just do some basic background check on him. She was, and so she was very reluctant to do that. And then finally she gave me his name. So I put his name into Google and like literally nothing is coming up. Like no Facebook, like nothing, nothing, nothing. I was like, what the fuck? And after about an hour, I figured out that his the name was uh like i tried a different name that was like associated with that first name yeah, yeah yeah and then the very first thing that comes up in google is one of these like police blotter things and it says there was like it's like man arrested for substance possession Oh my goodness. and it wasn't that long ago it was like yeah maybe Oh, 10 months before oh, it was, like, publishing the paper. And I was like, what the fuck? And I saw so I just absolutely lost my mind. And basically I thought at worst she gave, she knows about this and gave me a fake name at best. She doesn't even fucking know the guy's real name. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which one was
3: and it? And she claims that, that she just got his last name wrong and used his grandma's last name. Cause that, that is what happened. It, that's how I figured it out. Um, so to this day, she claims that she just didn't know and gave me the, the wrong name on accident. Uh, but that was only the first part of it. So well, once I found out about that, um, I found out that he had a relatively recent arrest for a domestic violence charge. Oh. And then he had a couple other charges like over the years.
2: And but what were the other charges?
3: He had a weapons charge. Oh my and he God! Had, I'm trying to think. And he had like a like a theft, like a few thefts. And but you know, like over like a pretty long period. But but the the most concerning is that he had that drug charge from less than a year before, and he had a domestic violence charge that I guess was serious enough that he got booked and had something like two years before, and so. Um anyway, I just fucking lose my mind like from where I'm sitting. Like they just met. This is like some stranger. She met online. They fall in love after six weeks or something. She's asking, he's like spending all this time at my house. Like he, she wants him around my daughter more. Uh, she wants him. She wants more custody of my daughter. So, Therefore, if they live together, which they do, they now live together, by the way. Effectively, this guy has more time with my daughter than I do. But wait a second, though. Okay,
2: after you get all this information, you go back and tell her, right? How does she react?
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. So so I go back to her. I get my lawyer involved. And basically, my lawyer writes a letter to her being like, this is like, like I don't want him around uh, my daughter, Uh, and I basically said that, like, look, I, oh, no, I think, I think I'm trying to think that so much has happened. I said that if she, I said that I'm going to go for full custody of our kid or at least not, I'm sorry, not full custody. I'm going to go for primary. Uh, and, uh, if she keeps going out with him, because I feel like it's poor judgment that she's bringing somebody like that that she barely knows around my daughter and that she lied to me about with the fake name
2: but what about and what but uh, how did she react to the to the rap sheet that he had that she didn't know about like when you said hey listen oh, he also has done physical violence he's still he he's been caught yeah. stealing he's has this whole rat like how did she react
3: she she basically said that um she said that it's all just a misunderstanding. Right,
2: right, right. He okay. can
3: explain everything. Okay. I should have more tolerance for people because of my background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, right, right, right. And, and basically gave me some like sort of like pretty detailed and frankly, possibly true. <laughs> I don't know, to this Elaborate stories where like something was like the neighbor called the cops and the, he didn't actually beat up the girlfriend, but he like caused property damage because he was so angry. But it was by accident.
2: Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Right. She's obviously still with him. So she's still with him. So obviously she is... It didn't bother her. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know why I even asked that question. It's a waste of time. So wait, get back to it. So she tries to take... So, but... because i do want to get to the point and we're already at an hour where we talk about the fact that your 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 family loves your girl but has no idea that she's trans i mean this is all interesting to me i could just do an hour show on like your relationship with your ex-wife and everything because it's so horrifying it's i do think unfortunately these kinds of things are common what do you do i mean when she tried to get full custody i mean like like did the courts ever give that to her did you get more custody because of the situation i mean how does it work what how what went down
3: so so basically what happened is i got angry we had a lot of back and forth and arguments and i like got her family involved i was trying to get them on my side i got hired private investigators blah 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 eventually i said look I don't want, nobody wants to go to court. I don't want to put a kid through that. You go to court, your kid has a, to get a lawyer's a horror. And I do, even after all of this deep down, I believe she's a good mom. Yeah. And so I'm just like, look, I got to give her the benefit of the doubt. If she loves this person, right. it, it took like a year to get there, but it was, mm-hmm. and it was very painful, but that's where we ended up. Okay. And basically now they live together. They're going strong. Um. And I just got to like, trust that if, something weird is going to happen like my daughter who's very communicative and and smart is going to tell me
1: yeah and
3: that's the best i can do and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and and it's funny that was that was kind of like a i don't know that's maybe something i learned from like getting sober it's kind of like one day at a time you just do what you can't you know what i mean like give it what you can control or something
2: yeah that's the saying right yeah Let it go a little bit. Yeah, it's the truth, unfortunately, because you'd go crazy otherwise. I mean, how because you can't do you can't change that scenario. So what are your choices either to go mental sitting home thinking about it or to just let it go? I think a lot of judgy people will start having comments about this. But like you, there's laws and stuff in place. I mean, you can't just say no. I mean, it's just uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a tough place to be. Yeah. And and you know what I, if I'm really honest, like yeah,
3: of course I sort of hate the guy and in some ways I'm heartbroken over what happened. But also we weren't great together and like if she's in love with him and he can be stable and she can fix him and it makes her happy, like
2: I'm sort of kind of I've
3: come around to that.
2: Yeah. So now um, you're a girl now. Okay. So now the funny thing is, is that your family has no idea, right? Cause your, your girlfriend is very passable, right? hundred percent. hundred
3: percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, okay. So things are growing with my, girlfriend. we're still together. Yeah. Uh, and so we start to like interact. She's met my daughter. Like she, we, our families have met. Um, we start we, uh, uh, my parents have met her. They love her and you know, we're getting, everything's going great and our relationship is really growing. And ever since we met, she knew my parents are, are religious, but again, they're not like super conservative, like they're actually pretty liberal, but still, they're still like modern Orthodox Jews from New York. It's, yeah. I don't, they probably never met a trans person
1: mm-hmm. and they
3: probably don't even know that many gay people. Yeah. Um, and, or queer people, whatever. And so, uh, um, I just like had no idea how to come out to them, <laughs> and I still don't really yeah, <laughs> and right. we. I just went to Florida with them for a week just me and them and my kid and I really wanted to do it and there was a couple times where we were like I don't know talking about like how DeSantis and like the gender stuff that has been going on politically there and I really wanted to be like listen, there's something I need to tell you about so-and-so. <laughs> but I just couldn't do it. <laughs> and I'm not really sure when or how I'm going to do it. Do you From need to? From her yeah. she was like, look, if I'm going to be my authentic self and get to know your parents, they should know who I am.
2: Yeah, then it's Number important. one. Yeah. Number mm-hmm. two,
3: there have been quite a few sort of like funny close calls, <laughs> like where her mom came over for Passover, we're like hanging out, and I think somebody in my family is like, oh, like, it's so great that you have to have a daughter, like, you have to buy all the girls clothes, like, go to Girl Scouts, blah, blah, blah. And, like, her mom is just like, boop.
1: <laughs> like,
3: oh, kind right. Of like,
2: yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. It's just you can't be,
3: you just can't, like, totally let your guard down. Yeah. It's just totally. It's like concealing something. I mean, not in a bad way of concealing, but you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, it's inauthentic.
3: And And I think from that standpoint, she would like them to know. And I totally, so... We can we'll don't have there. to even think about it when that stuff comes up. So now I think it, the plan is to tell them I just and I think they'll be fine. Like anything else, like they're gonna be like a little bit shocked, but they're gonna get used to it. They'll,
2: that's, they'll a have big, to accept. that's a
3: that's a big thing I learned in this whole journey, right? Yeah. Like I was closeted for years. And then finally it started to come out. I'm I'm not like publicly out, 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 like on my social media and stuff, but yeah. my friends know.
1: Uh-huh. And
3: I came out to like my close guy friends <clears throat> and they were like, That's cool. Like nobody <laughs> gives a shit. Yeah. At yeah. least where we are here. Like at least like I'm lucky that like in New York City, yeah. With, like people I know, it's like it's like, Oh, that's cool. Like what was the weather like yesterday? Like really <laughs> right. people care about people care about themselves and what they're going on in their lives and their families. And that was like a big revelation. And so even now, like when I'm like in the beginning, like I was like nervous, like who's going to see me on this date with like a guy or like a trans person, whatever. Now I'm like, I don't care. I'll, I go anywhere. In fact, I sort of enjoy like when, I'm. so we have an open relationship now and sometimes I'm not like super active in it, but once in a while like i'll meet up with someone let's say i'm like with like another trans woman i almost like like if i'm on a date with like a less passable trans woman i'll be like yeah like let's go out let's like go to like a restaurant like i don't care if my neighbors see me it's like i like that yeah i I almost like i feel like that 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 it's kind of messed up like less passable trans people
2: Or or should or should be less accepted, right? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I think that's ridiculous that they should be that they should go through that. So you're eventually going to tell your parents. I want to know what goes down when that happens.
3: Yeah, I mean, definitely, I'll keep you posted.
2: Yeah, I love your whole story. I think it's super interesting. I could have spent three hours just on your divorce with your wife and all the stuff that happened with the guy and all. It's like it's all just filled with so many layers. And I think it's important because I think people will be able to relate. I think the first beginning and the real opening of the relationship is a very great kind of like what not to do when you open <laughs> up but i think in your life i think you understand why it happened and it did have its place and you're only a year out but five years from now and you already see it is that maybe it, the, that ending was going to come anyway and that just was the the thing that helped you it was the catalyst and you're happy with somebody else She's happy with her person, um, and I'm happy because you gave me a great episode, <laughs> so thanks <laughs> uh, so much for calling in, Mark. This is a, a great story. Not a great story, but, you know, like, it'll be a great episode. It's not a great story for you, but you know what I mean.
3: <laughs> no, 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 you're right. In the end, it's like, like, listen, it sort of had to happen, and now I'm sort of trying to live my authentic self and all of the messiness that is involved with that.
2: Exactly, exactly. And you really did change things up. I mean, really, the last thing you have left is to tell your family. That's really the last. That's no. the only thing where you're not living authentically. And that's going to happen because you have to honor your girlfriend's wishes. So I think it's really right. important the way she it's more important the way she feels about it than you, right? Because it really is her story. So I think you you got to do that to keep that relationship eventually going is, don't you think? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, if, uh, I'll definitely keep you posted. Just yeah, good luck with know. everything. <laughs> Thanks
2: so much, Mark, for calling in. This was great. All
0: right. All right. Thank you. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne.